Sefer Ali Shor, we are up to Vad Ravi. This is the fourth and last Vad in the Gaiva section, 17th Parak, page Shin Yud Gimel. Sholchumitam Ezeu ben Oilam Haba, who is a ben Oilam Haba? We've discussed in the past, uh, I believe the Chavis Talmidim is where I saw it first, but I, I've seen it other places as well. Then when we talk about a ben Oilam Haba, we're not talking about somebody who's going to get reward. This is the type of person that will get a reward in Oilam Haba. What we're saying is similar to a ben Taira. How does this person define himself? He is a son, so to speak. He's an extension of Oilam Haba. What does it mean? A person who is in this world and understands, even though we are in the Oilamasiya, we're in a practical world, if we think about our existence not as being defined by the 120 years we're in this world, but it's the scope of Nitzchias. We have a, an eternal existence. We had an existence as Neshama before we came to this world. We have an existence after we leave this world. We have a period of time over here where we have leverage through our mitzvahs, our Maisim Taivim, the Torah that we learned, the Tefillah, to... Uh, to create leverage, to impact Nitzchiyistic things. Ultimately, a part of that will be the schar that we receive, but we can we, we are using this worldly things to have leverage and create an impact in things that are in a much broader world, not in the Olam HaZeh, but in the Olam HaBadik sense. Therefore, even when a person is in this world, they are a Ben Olam Haba. That is how they live. That's how they understand the context in which they, they operate. On, uh, who is this person? Well, it's going to be a little bit reciprocal. The way that a person uh, perceives this world and the currency, what, what has value, what has covered, the more that a person plays up the things in this world, the less uh, important, relatively speaking, spiritual things will be. So if a person is says that kinna, taiva, no money, Physical pleasures, that's what's important. So it could be that it's a nice thing to engage in spiritual things, but what's what's real, right? And to the extent that a person has a value of spiritual things, of his batlas, of closeness to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so then in terms of how a person spends time, builds relationships, uh, invests effort and emotional energy, that's going to be in the spiritual realm, and therefore it's going to be less of an importance. How, uh, where do we see this? Uh, the, the following categories on Vasan, a person who has humble, Vashafal Berach, he bends his knees, so to speak, Shayef Af, Ayol, Shayef Nafek, Rashi says that he's Sheikh and Nechnas, Vashayef Yaitzah, he bends as as he comes in and out. Goriz Baraisa Tadiri is constantly learning Taira, Velo Machsik Tivusil and he doesn't take credit for himself. He's not entitled. Now, potentially, we could say that a person who's learning uh, always doesn't necessarily seem to fit these, the, the, the list, seems to refer to Midos rather than somebody who's always learning. Uh, perhaps we can suggest, although we had a whole Marachasa Taira. Uh, in a couple of uh, maybe tutstadim, just to think about if it's helpful. Number one, when we talk about Tyro, we're talking about a framework. We are talking about a framework for reality. The, 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 the more that we are in touch with an understanding of objective truths, of, of, of reality that we live in, the more objective it is, the more that it's tied into a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and less into any particular subjective 
perception, the more that and, and the more that we mold our mind, we understand that every single thing in every area of life, no matter what it is, is an expression of Tyra. It's found within the Tyra, both in, in in its principles and how to view it and how to think about it, and and even just in terms of uh, the way that society works, the way that community works, these principles are all in Tyra. Then that is a that is also his batlas. That's putting aside my perception. That's to the Torah. The second idea is if a person's always learning, that means that my time is not my own, whether it's only 5% of my day or whether it's 95% of my day. I learn 100% of the time that I'm not otherwise engaged in something that I need to be doing. There's also, there's a hispatlis there. There's nanava over there. These six things, when we put them together, this 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 a person can become a ben oylem haba. Which we just spoke about. Also, constantly reviewing Taira is a hisbatlus to the Ratzin Hashem, which is expressed in Taira. As a person grows in Torah, until he mamish achieves heights and success in Lima Taira. He's not. Uh, he's not trying to take the credit, the covet for himself. And he doesn't. There's no self-emphasis. And when we frame it like this. It's uh, it, it, usually you'd say, listen, a person has accomplishments. Some of those might be spiritual accomplishments. I take pride in my accomplishments, and there's a certain truth to that. Also, halalishma balishma. But let's say, let's say a person is presented with truth and falsehood, and you decide, you know what, I'm going to perpetuate and align myself with the truth rather than falsehood. In order to align myself with the truth, I have to learn the principles of truth. If I want to be an engineer, I have to learn the principles of math. Well, there's nothing to... Uh, take credit for myself. What am I taking credit for? So I align myself with the truth. What would the alternative have been? If I want to, if I want to function as a as a human being, if I want to function within reality, part of that is going to be understanding the the, the truth. To understand Tyra this way. To understand the way that I relate to the world with Malchus, with with Hakadosh Baruch Hu in it, and understanding that the Torah is my access point to that Torah and Tefillah, there's no emphasis to place on myself. There's no credit that I should take my, for myself. Again, all these things are really Rashi Prak, and we're focused more on the the attitude towards it in this particular Vad, uh, the whole Marachas Torah, Marachas Adam, the beginning chapters of this book talked in more of a hashkafic, philosophical way uh, towards some of the points that we're referencing. At the end of the day, uh, a person who's coming to Darshan Barabim, he's coming to give a shir. There's a certain pride in that, and everybody has their own perspective. If they if they are giving a shir, they think that they have what to add. Uh, they they have who to teach to. They can make people's lives better. Maybe uh, there's a million reasons why a person can come give a shir, and yet there's uh, what if I what if a person doesn't get their message across? What if they uh, they think that they understand, and as they unfold it, they uh, you know it's not as clear as they thought it was, or maybe there was even an angle that they didn't think about. The person is not. 100% sure that they're going to be successful. And at that point, a person definitely is davening for siyata deshmaya that it should go well. Kenio Odea owed Kate said he's kablu dvarav. A person doesn't know how his words will be miskabel. Aval kashir, it's liach. Udvarav nis kablu baratzen betzibor. He gives a sheer successfully. He's on top of the world. 
and again, it's very important. It's a very, very subtle line between where a person is totally L'shem Shemayim and he wants to get his message across and where Baruch Hashem, this is his project and he takes pride in it. So now he goes and he was successful in his endeavor. And nevertheless, he doesn't take pride in it. He's not taking the credit. He recognizes how much siyata dishmai he had. It wasn't coming from him. Baruch Hashem. It was like a, it was a hisairus. It was a siyata dishmaya. This is, this is a tremendously difficult avoda where there's this line between taking credit for oneself. I was successful. I prepared. It was my project. Fundamentally, we believe that, well, let's take a step back. Beprotius, is there any difference between my preparing a shear and my preparing a lecture for other students? You would say, not necessarily. There's a tremendous amount of covered among professors, right? So when a person is going and they're preparing a shear, this is, this is a very subtle point we're thinking about a lot, right? As I engage in Torah and mitzvahs and Baruch Hashem, I succeed in making that my project. That's what I'm invested in, a chesed project. Where is the line? I have to be very sensitive to myself. I mean, we could talk about a million examples of this. I have to be very sensitive to where I am having his batlas and trying to plug myself in and having tremendous yat and deshmaya because I'm allowing a Kodesh Baruch Hu to send his shefa through me with me having zero skin in the game and where all of a sudden I adapt it and it becomes a covered. Uh, in the uh, in the Hasidus uh, shirim, uh, we were talking yesterday about uh, uh, about the difference in leadership in having a tzaddik, a chacham as a leader, and uh, about having the uh, bad leadership, the ones who are out for their own, for their own covet, for their own power, whether of themselves, of their nation, whatever it is. Sometimes we think zelu umazad, they're equal. One is for the good and one is for the bad, but it's not really true. Why? Because a person who wants to seize power, what is the driver of that power? Ultimately, it's self, selfish, self-centered, or governed by a particular attitude nation. But, they, but, but what's at the top? What's the driver of what everything else has to, um, has to adapt to? My prerogative. When, a, when we have our tzaddikim, we have the g'day le'adar, we have the people, that, the the people that we follow, What's the top of the mountain is actually the opposite. That tzaddik is trying to make himself invisible, as it were, other than to perhaps channel the flow, but none of the self-centeredness in it. The way that a person achieves godless in Torah and ultimately uh, Torah leadership is to make it that none of their prerogative, nothing of them exists. That's why a person would ask somebody who's not or is Tamil Chacham for advice in something that, you know, I mean, everything is in this full integration. Everything is a, a, a Torah idea. But why would a person ask them for advice that's not specifically aligned with, uh, it's not specifically in the realm of a halachic shayla, because they want the Torah point of view. If any person has an agia, the way that they perceived something in their own life, the more that an agia uh, works into something, then that's not a das Torah issue. That's a person's very smart. He can give me his point of view. I can understand something that perhaps was through the lens of the way he thought about it when it applied to him. The entire idea of a tzaddik, of a gadol, of somebody who's great in this realm is that there's his batlas, that they make themselves non-existent to the point that they are entirely, unbelievably great because... 
they are totally attached, absorbed within, and aligned with the Ein Saif. A leader who is not aligned with Torahs for their own purposes is uh, is limited by is limited by themselves and whatever their their subjectivity is. And he says, This is what a Tamil Chacham is. It's it, it's almost a self-correcting system because if a person sees, uh, you know, they want to become a gadol. Why? Because they want their face on the uh, on the front of uh, of one of these from magazines, the from publications. But if what they're really after is covered, so they grow up in a society where people honor gadolim. But I think I heard perhaps. Ravon Lopiansky may make this point one, once. If what they're really after is covered, uh, then what happens when they realize that one po- uh, one popular YouTube video can get millions of hits? So what are they? They're going to be on the front of every uh, of every from publication. Uh, on 200,000, 300,000. I mean, at a certain point, it's limited and it's limited to a very particular sector of society. If what a person is after is covered, they will never actually achieve godless. They can be very smart. They can achieve a lot of Torah, uh, Torah knowledge. And, uh, you know, and depending on what universe they operate in, maybe that's enough for them. But that's not actually godless betaira. That's not what we're talking about to, to, to become a, 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 a true Talmud Chacham. It's, it, it's, it's a little bit counterintuitive. So when we talk about, when we talk about godless betaira and we want to know what a Talmud Chacham is, it's it's not reaching from where we stand because our prerogative is that we want covered. We want, uh, you know, that's what we want. So, and since we're Baruch Hashem learning, we look at the people that achieve the most covered. So we view the G'daylam as being at the top of the mountain. It would be very interesting thinking almost how does a G'dal view themselves? Uh it's uh, again. These are it's almost Russia prokin, but we take a step back. It's it's an inverted model to the way that we usually look at people that are on top of a particular industry or discipline. So back inside the text, kad nira kach nira oylamayim shel tamidi chacham amamitim. This is how we're going to look at the world of of Tamar Chacham. He quotes a pasuk over here, or from Vayikra Raba. He says, "Aniyim the very poor people, Tavi Bias, will be bring into the house. These are the Tamidi Chachamim referring, these are, the Aniyim is referring to the Tamidi Chacham that we brought into the house of the Amea Aretz. Now he's going to ask a question. He says that the Tamid Chachamim are called Aniim because they have no, they have nothing of himself. It's complete his batless. Their godless is the is the fact that they are that they don't have any negiyas in the game. Uh, why not say the opposite? The Tamad Chacham will bring the poor person in. Who's the poor person? The person who has no Torah knowledge. The Tamad Chacham is going to bring in the Amaaretz and he's going to light him up. Why are we saying that the, that the Amaaretz is going to bring in the Tamad Chacham, which makes us interpret the Pasuk, which makes us interpret this as the Tamad Chacham being the Ani. Say, the Ani is the one without Torah knowledge. This is very interesting. Who is an Ani? A person who doesn't have Taira, they, they, they don't have the knowledge, they don't have access, that person is an Ani, they don't have the Taira. 
But the person who has, but if they would have Tyra, then they would have more, then they wouldn't be an Ani. But the per, over here we're saying, no, it's even more than that. It's not that a person doesn't have money. If they would have money, they would be wealthy. Now that they don't have any money, then they're poor. Here comes the Talmud Chacham. The person has the money. He has the wealth. He has the Tyra. And with that, he has he he not that he has nothing, meaning that he has everything. He he entirely cancels himself out of the process so that he's subscribing to truth. I read the the, the examples that I always give because in my head it works is is math. Two plus two is four. I read it and I say a hundred percent. I have nothing to add. I have no commentary. This just is what it is. I have nothing. I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a total ani. I am totally subscribing to the truth. There's nothing to add. That's even more of an ani than the person that doesn't have it, because a person says, "Well, maybe if I would see it, I would have what to add. I'll make it better. I'll make it true." Anything that you can add to that equation, two plus two is four, is to take away. It's truth. It stands on its own. The people that are totally subscribed to Torah are inherently an ani. They they don't have anything there of themselves to add. Ms. Kol Adam Nidrashli of and this is not only for Tamidichachamim. Everybody has to have this perspective to subjugate, to be machnia themselves, to subscribe to a Kaddish Baruch by Paro. The tyrant Until when is Paro going to refuse to submit before Hakadosh Baruch Hu? This is what every person is supposed to do. The more that you learn, the more that you ad- ad- adopt and subscribe and integrate with the Torah approach, the more that this happens. That's why one of the six things is is to become a Tamil Chacham. How do you become a Ben Oylem Haba? But every person is working towards this. Those who can submit. So this is what we were able to recognize in the G'dayle Aylam. But every single person is working towards this. This is the obligation. How do you do this? You do this by learning Taira, by working Taira Vavoda. But in terms of the end goal, this is the this is where we're all trying to go. Which is not very long. Right? Our scroll recently just published a new one. If you want Hebrew, you want English, you want anything. Some Sidurim used to have them in the back. Some of the new Sidurim uh, put them in. It's a, it's a Ramban. It's a Rishon. Some people say it every day. Some people say it once a week. Yigeris Ramban puts on Nova at the height. V'dakir Mchal b'msil sisharim tafas es a chasidus leikur amaylus ki tam ki had the tam the the tanakama ba'avo dezara. It's at Rav Vilu Ramban b'yigeris hamusar shusei for shalim bekitzer nimrats kederach hayshon and bonus kol avoda al hanava shigedol mikulon. At the end of the day, because of all the reasons that we just discussed, anava is a mida. It's humility. Is it the uh, why can't I be a tremendous hamul chacham and tzaddik and gadol? And you know what? I'm working on a lot of things. Some people are working on uh, 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 on different areas of avera. I have to work on anava. Okay, no, it's one. No, it's it's at the definitionally, it's at the foundation. It's profoundly not just relevant, but at the core of what a Talmud Chacham is. Ukadas Rabbi Shub and Levi Bavodazara. Bechol shana v'shana yesh lachsor aligeras zos v'lamda b'sima slave maruba. I'm not sure if he's talking about b'yigeras Musser. That's what he might be talking about, or the Igeris Ramban. Certainly, it's very short, so I, uh, presumably a person can uh, review that more than once a year. But um, but this is this is the last vad and Bezushem. Next time we will start Berchas Hananen.